Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of STS. Uh, I'm Renee Scabbington. This is Tom Coppola. We're here at Origins Parkour Facility in Vancouver. We actually were recording already, and our stream dropped. Are we good now, Derek? We seem to be live now? Okay. All right, so we're going to try this again. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to bring up uh, at the start of the show, uh, we already kind of talked about this a bit, but uh, we'll try to do this over. I wanted to bring up Parkour UK again, um, because Parkour UK is still news, um, even though there, there are no updates yet or anything. We touched on this slightly, uh, but I still feel like it's the, it's the biggest news this year, mm-hmm. at least. It happened you know, two weeks ago, uh, and we, we brought it up on the show, but we didn't really talk about it a whole lot. It's funny to say it's the biggest news of the year because it's only the first month. Of yeah, the year. but but I mean, you, you know, yeah. we're we're in a culture where there's not a lot of big things. We can talk about you know new videos, which I think we'll we'll yeah. do later in the show today. But as far as news that affects the culture of parkour, this is you know yeah th- th- this this may be at the end of the year we might be talking about uh, news stories that happened, and this will still be the biggest thing that happened yeah. in in uh, 20, 2017. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I, uh, after, after we put out the recording, yeah. uh, I got uh, messaged by Daniel Timms, uh, and that's a name I hadn't heard before, mm-hmm. uh, but I believe he is on the board for, for Parkour UK, and he was just saying, you know, do you guys have any questions? And the main question was, uh, you know, what, what do you guys plan to do? That's, you know, what it's... Uh, what are you going to do yeah. now that you're recognized as a sport? Yeah, yeah, after being recognized. And uh, the simple answer was that he, they have yet to discover what will happen for being recognized like what kind of what kind of resources they have access to Mm -hmm. now being recognized as an official sport organization and and the thing is i think a lot of people's reaction to being recognized is they think it's an instant you know gateway thing but the work's not done yet clearly Uh, and it's it, it could be a very positive thing um but they you know we've talked about that there could be certain hurdles that come with being part of a uh, governing body that is also recognized and potentially partially controlled by the government, right? I w- would it make it controlled by the government at that point if it's recognized by if the it's government? Recognized. Well, it's a it, it's a national governing body, but I don't like it. I think it acts as an it's separate organization and it basically like lobbies the government for resources. So. So, so let's talk about thing, things that are like positives that can come out of having a government recognized body. So one is obviously funding, mm-hmm. um, and then we we kind of already talked about this uh, before, but you know being being recognized by uh, programs that could put you into schools and things. And we haven't really had to jump that hurdle so much uh, here in Vancouver, Canada. That you know I'm aware of. we get called up to schools, but we don't need to say we're part of a sport BC would be the organization right. that uh, we need. Um, however, there are funding and grants available if you are part registered with uh, sport BC, mm-hmm. British Columbia in Canada. Uh, so <laughs> it's, you know, it's just one of those things and I, I don't know what to say about it again because uh, I have yet to be, you know, we have yet to be put in that position where we create a governing body and then see what you know, other sort of hurdles are to, to come across. Yeah. Uh, one thing that actually came to mind, though, is uh, I have to make an have to make a connection to another sport that we you know often <laughs> make connection to because uh, we're fans of it, which is which is sport of MMA. 
they recently changed their rules. So the, in terms of the, the sporting rules, mm-hmm. so what's, what's allowed in, in the sport. And I was watching an interview with uh, uh, John McCarthy, who is, I believe, chair of, of referees. Right. And he was talking about some of the old rules that they had to implement that took, it's been basically 20 years for them to change it. Okay. And some of the old rules uh, didn't make sense and actually became harmful to athletes beca- or, or were just weird things that were forced on the sport because they had people that had to be on the board that didn't know anything about MMA. Yeah. Uh, so doctors uh, and other government officials that, that come from other sports and say, well, we do this in this sport, so we have to do it in MMA. And I think that's one of the concerns about parkour, and I don't know if things come oh, yeah. to mind that, that could, that like examples come to mind of, I guess, cons to being uh, in that situation. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's some potential dangers there because you have, you have a really top-down approach to setting rules and standards. Um, where you're you're playing with athletes uh health and you're playing with rules of the sport just to like make sure it, it, you know it, you're you're doing it under the guise of like good intention but you, you just might not be informed enough to really know what the right decision is um you just have concerns about something and so maybe your rule is there to protect that concern but it might have uh you know unforeseen consequences um so I think like those those things should be sort of dictated between organizations rather than like from one governing body that's coming down and, and implementing those rules. Um, yeah, I, I, th- those are my those are my concerns because you know so, somebody on the board like I you know as as much respect as I have for you know Sebastian Fukan some of the Yamakazi. Um, I wouldn't want them making decisions about like how parkour is practiced worldwide or how it's going to be like the, their, the transition towards sport if they you know start controlling competition in some way um, be, because they because it has to align with whatever standard they've set and that needs to be dictated by you know people who are actively involved in those pursuits not just by these random people who are. Well, they're not just random. They're, you know, the originators of the sport. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that that's my concern with it is that they're they're going to be um, affecting parkour in ways that where it's their vision to to control it um, where they want to go, um, rather than just letting it organically change like the way it has for the last you know, twenty years. Right. So, and I think that's where we're kind of in a situation where we can't, again, we can't say anything. Mm-hmm. There, there isn't any new news yet. Um, and the, the people that are, that are on the board already, mm-hmm. uh, they're, all, they're all, you know, coming from, coming from parkour. So everyone's like, okay, it's, it's good. These are all people that, that do parkour. Some people think that Sebastian Foucault is really justified for being on that, on that board. Um, I've never met the guy, so I can't really <laughs> say much. Uh, mm-hmm. Contrary, I've seen I've seen interviews and things, you know, but uh, yeah, it's 
<clears throat> this is a tricky thing to talk about because you know we're just talking about uh, hypothetical situations. Um, but uh, like we said before, I think it's important for people to be skeptical because mm-hmm. um, this is something that's out. I, one thing that was actually said was uh, you know board members are voted in. Yeah, and it's like voted by who is this? Is, do they do they yeah. poll everyone in the parkour community, or yeah, is it just, just like every like, on the board? Is every like sixteen year old kid who like dabbles in parkour or, like get a vote, or mm-hmm. is it like like yeah, who exactly who's voting, who's making those those choices? Is it the like the old traditionalists, mm-hmm. you know, that are just you know hanging around, or is it like the newcomers? Like what who who's involved? In yeah. That? So once again, this is but, our this is our second. Do you want to add something more there? Or I want well, to yeah, I was going to say because we, <laughs> we we were talking about this the organization right yeah. before. Apparently, uh-huh. like, we weren't actually streaming, but we were talking about like some of the positive things that yeah, we do. So that's and what I want to <laughs> want to. We kind of went the other way with it, but our yeah. original recording here, we were talking about uh, a lot of the positives that uh, mm-hmm. could come out of this organization. One being, if you are in a country where schools are holding back on mm-hmm. letting parkour come in because you're not recognized uh, by by the government or by the governing sports body mm-hmm. that you would then have access to funding and be able to put into schools so um, yeah. is there more you wanted to say on that because uh, we, we got we got cut off before this is kind of a little bit awkward because we were having this conversation and now we're having this conversation again yeah <laughs> so I, well yeah I mean that's what I'm most excited about with the potential for parkour UK is the potential to get into schools and to bring parkour to kids because um, you know there's a pretty glaring problem that we have with youth development in terms of uh, just health mm-hmm. um, you know they're increasingly becoming obese and uh, in higher numbers than ever before mm-hmm. um, I think kids are like the first generation that might have shorter lifespan than their parents like during like this time in our in, in history which is like never happened before mm-hmm. crazy um, so yeah like I want parkour and what parkour brings to the table to um, uh, to help affect change in these kids' lives, and uh, in, in anyone that wants to continue pursuing it. But but what I was talking about earlier was, you know, parkour is not a complete discipline. It involves you know, um, you know, all the fundamental locomotor skills like running, jumping, climbing, crawling, swinging, that kind of stuff. But it doesn't uh, have anything to. Um, any kind of like coordination that's developed through using an implement like a stick, a bat, um, or like throwing and catching, kicking a ball, like those things are really important skills to develop as children and those are part of fundamental movement skills, not just running, jumping, climbing, falling, right? So, um, so, you know, parkour shouldn't be the only thing that's in schools, but it should be uh, accessible to kids in schools and I, because I think it's so good at, at developing those skills. Um, and you were saying before, it's like, well, we when we go into schools, we tend to replace gymnastics programs because parkour is the new gymnastics uh, because people are kids are excited about it. And and uh, we use a lot of the same equipment. Yeah. Often when we go into schools, we use their the mats they have for gymnastics. Yeah. We use the balance beams. We use the the I guess we call them horses, not vault boxes, but yeah. the vaults. I guess. Yeah. So everything's already in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we bring in some supplemental equipment and we can teach kids how to do parkour. Just do do the kind of like a lot of the same types of skills, but just in a more enjoyable way. Um, 
in track track and field too. Like you know, I, I you know you don't really see a whole lot of kids get excited about doing like running or like you know or you know or like hurdles or you know th- I mean and those those can be fun activities I did track and field when I was a kid well I've, I've actually talked to you about track and field because the, the bummer for me was always that uh, track and field in my high school was all around distance oh really so it was all around like the, the distance events of track and field so there weren't uh, things for like 100 meter or for jumping you know the, the things that wow, would have helped really? me with yeah you couldn't even like participate in that no Wow. It wasn't even talked about. It was, um, and then the second high school I went to, uh, which was a new high school, I got bumped in like mm-hmm. halfway through, uh, didn't even have a track team. It had cross country, right? So, okay. uh, but, but Canada, Canada as a whole, uh, they put way more into the distance events than they do the, the short events, mm-hmm. um, which are the ones I'm more interested in. But, you know, and I, I, when I talk to kids now that are, that are in high school, and I tell them to join track, and I tell them to you know do the sh- short events because they, it would, you can learn so much more about uh, speed development and mm-hmm. jumping development through track and field than you than we could teach them here. Yeah. If I'm being t- you know totally <laughs> totally honest, uh, there are track coaches that are going to be way better at teaching those things as a just basic development of those skills. Uh, you know, we're going to teach them how to land correctly on walls and rails and things like that. But as far as just teaching, you know, penultimate step and uh, how to how to accelerate out of a out of a start better, you're you're better off learning that from a track coach. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know, there's a lot of value to to track and field and and gymnastics. Mm-hmm. But I, I think just parkour just kind of is taking a lot of the same skills and repackaging it in a different yep. way that people are excited about and. Know, bring it back. That's why I'm so excited. I'm 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 I, that I'm so excited for the potential to get into to schools because um, a lot of times because the the school system is public, uh, it's controlled by the government, and so it'll it so funding will be dictated by how, like what the what they want to pay. And so if there's a recognized organization, Parkour UK, then they can potentially get into schools a lot more easily. I don't know if there are, I mean, they probably are already doing school programs. I know the Jump Westminster documentary that came mm-hmm. out back in 2007. Um, that was a really cool um, um, documentary where it was, it, was bringing, it, was, it was bringing like kind of less fortunate kids into the parkour world to give them an outlet. Um, yeah, and the, their, their certification came out of like the the need for a certification for, right. for the ADAPT certification to come about was in order to start that program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had, I've actually, I think it's kind of similar to this, I've had similar issues uh, teaching in, in Vancouver through the city. So in 2006, I had this awesome opportunity where the city of West Vancouver, uh, one of the parkour representatives came out to a talk I was able to give. And was interested in letting me come in and start basically teaching my first parkour program. And I didn't need to do anything extra for that. I didn't need to get a certification. I said, you know, this, this is my friend Alex. He trains with me, and <laughs> we're going to teach, you know, parkour. Yeah. And then, you know, a few months later, this is my friend Boris. He's good. We're going to teach parkour. Oh, we need, cert- we need a first aid cert- certification. Okay, cool. 
So we didn't need to make our own certification at that point. So that that never came about. Uh, however, when the the park that we just had built uh, a year ago uh, in Vancouver came out, and I started talking to the park board about doing classes there, I was kind of given these two options. It was work with the city or get a permit from the city. And I, cho I chose get a permit because working with the city meant we had to come up with a certification. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, it's kind of, uh, they, the people on the park board actually leveled with me. You know, this, it's basically saying that it was a necessary evil in order to, you know, be able to grow. So, you know, whether or not we <laughs> end up, uh, trying, to, the, trying to come up with an expression right now, but whether or not we end up going down that road at a certain point, you know, it has yet to be, yet to be seen. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's, again, one of the things that could uh, force uh, the parkour community here to make a governing body come up with a certification. But then a lot of the people that, because uh, I, know, I know people that coach at other gyms that aren't Origins. You know, they're coming up with programs that aren't at Origins. Those programs would be effectively shut down if they didn't have that certification. Similar to in the UK, I, I don't believe you can, you can coach uh, there unless they recognize your insurance or, or, or something. I don't think you could start a program. As far as I know, everyone that coaches in the UK has the ADAPT certification. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's, again, I, I don't know. It, uh, it's a different government too. Mm -hmm. It's a different government there than it is here. So different culture as well. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> the other thing, uh, and this is, uh, if you're ready to move on here, okay. <laughs> um, the other thing is, uh, working with the government and working, um, trying to get permits and things. Depending on what you're doing is, is a tricky thing. I was just uh, I was just getting my coffee down at Kafka's, <laughs> and I uh, I have some bad news uh, that I had to break to a uh, <laughs> fellow business owner. There is that I just had a sign uh, application denied for the third time. Oh, no. So we don't have a sign here at the gym. We have a sandwich board we put outside. We're up on the third floor of a building. And there is signage for the other businesses on the first and the second floor, but we don't have a sign for our business on the third floor. Um, I've dumped thousands of dollars into this already, and uh, we have yet to, to have a sign put up. And the, the reasoning given by, by the government is, is just, for lack of a, like, it, the only way to describe it is absurd. Basically, they, they said there's too much signage on the building. This application was just turned down by the city planner. And so anytime I, th I think about, you know, working with the government, just as a business owner, this is, this is what, you know, my experience has been. You know, we, it took us a year to open up the gym. Basically, not because we weren't done. Not because we weren't done. We, we opened up in secret like half a year early, but we didn't have a, a business license at the time because that was pushed back by the city. Uh, we have a tricking coach here, Jervin, who's trying to open up his own tricking gym, and they were... You know, supposed to be open already, basically January, and they haven't even started building yet because pushed back from the city. So, uh, city of Vancouver sucks for <laughs> starting your own business. It well, really does. Well, I mean, it's not just unique to, uh, to the city of Vancouver. It's, no, it's all over the world. So, anyways, uh, <clears throat> uh, interesting uh, comment from Aaron Dana, the owner of Coffee's Coffee, is uh, he he. 
tipped me off that basically many businesses on Main Street do not have sign permits. <laughs> so, again, is it, you know, are you better off working with the government or do you just, you just do it? Do you just anyway. get things done? Because, <laughs> in my experience, uh, oftentimes it's better to get things done. Well, I mean, and, and what is what is putting a sign up on the building gonna gonna do to harm the community? Well, the other thing too is we had this mural festival last year, or the, actually just this past summer, and there's this crazy like geisha clown, like fifty foot tall geisha clown mural thing with like these two orbs, and it's like this hovering over Main Street, and then you have uh, you know some other murals that I you know really like mm-hmm. and taste, but I'm sure other people don't. Yeah, and there's these giant murals, and they you know they were given permits probably because it's art. Yeah. So art is okay, but you know origins parkour logo of not okay. A business that's serving <laughs> the community well. Yeah. You know downstairs we have bingo, and we've got like you know which is basically uh, gambling. A, which is yeah it's gambling and you know there's all kinds of people who like are just taking their welfare check and spending it on gambling and and it's it's kind of like a sad sight but then you come up to the third floor and you're like oh like wow this is a cool community there's like kids adults like everyone in between who are you know all being fit and um you know enjoying parkour uh and you have to like walk past two floors of like smoke ridden you know gambling old people yeah um you know and you know they're people too it's 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 that's fine but it's it's like you know they've got this giant sign that's hanging off the building mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to prevent origins from helping to serve the community even more because people still like are like oh i can't find you or oh i didn't even know you you guys were up there it's like yeah. well we would like, we would like you to know that <laughs> that we're up here, but we we can't get a sign because the city keeps blocking us. This is the third time. It's the third time. So it's been almost it's been almost a year since I put in the application. And again, this is just uh, well, I've given two. So one is like the delay of opening the gym. One is this application. Is uh, I am not fond of the city of Vancouver <laughs> uh, as far as as far as working with them and, and acquiring permits and things like that. Uh, so I, I can only I can only imagine the, the difficulties we come across. Uh, sorry, and I, again, I could be completely changing my tune like five, 10 years from now on a, in terms of like making an, a government-recognized organization. But, you know, this is this is currently what I'm accustomed to <laughs> yeah. as, as far as treatment and, and understanding of... Uh, well, I mean, there's there's like good and there's bad people in the city of Vancouver because I mean we were able to to get the uh, parkour park done which has a which has a, a really popular design too right it's <laughs> okay so dude did you I, you never read that there was a guy that came from New Zealand, uh, yeah. from New yeah. Zealand and just absolutely ripped on uh, the park in, in Vancouver just absolutely like it, it was it was funny because he never came to the gym. He he talked he talked a little bit about okay this is you know Vancouver is actually a really good city for parkour blah blah blah, 
And then he went to the parkour park and said, you know, who designed this thing? It sucks. <laughs> and, you know, my, my defense of the park has always been, hey, if you stumbled upon it, if you stumbled upon it as a spot. Yeah, just it to, was just, just a as spot. A, just there, just an yeah. art installation or a park, you would, you would be like, oh, and a place that you couldn't get kicked out of. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, oh, wow, cool, this, you know, this spot. But because it was supposed to be designed as a parkour park, People are like, oh, yeah. like, well, where's the calm? Yeah, where, where is my lache station? Where are my sloped walls? Where is my calm? Yeah, you know, where, where are the progressive precision jumps? This is just a weird jungle gym thing. And you know, I don't, I don't train on it a whole lot. You know, we do some classes out there, and it's, and it's a neat thing. Uh, I think you know, bringing people there that normally train at the gym, it's an interesting uh, progression to, to training outside. Because it's all of a sudden this area where, yeah, there's well, one, there's no mats, the floor is concrete, and there's a bunch of weird structures that you haven't worked with before. Yeah. So now you're going to have to, all those moves, all those basic, you know, fundamental moves that you learned at the gym are going to be useless now. We're just going to learn how to move in this space. Yeah. So I, I still think it's, I'm, I'm still grateful that we have it. Uh, oh, yeah. Could oh, it yeah. be better? Absolutely. Yeah, it can it can definitely be better. It, it, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to get to as well. It's not like well, it's 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 accessible by by public transit by bus. Yeah. Although most people take SkyTrain in right. Vancouver. Yeah. So I mean, it's not. I guess it's not too bad. But but yeah, I mean, it's a it's nice that we that it's great that we have it, and I think because we set that standard. Um, you know, because Vancouver set that standard, the it opened up the opportunity for Surrey to open that that other park, mm-hmm. um, and which is always ridden by kids. But yeah, uh, and it's I would argue be- better than the, the it's Vancouver a it's one. a much better designed park, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> I think Derek's trying to pull up a photo for us here of uh, of Hastings Park. I don't know, Derek. Let me know if you get that one. Looks good. Is that up? Can people see that? Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Hastings Parkour Park. It's pretty small. Those are ping pong tables that we also use to teach and play on because not many people play ping pong. <laughs> well, I mean, like, and to be honest, the cool thing about Hastings Park is, is it's also a, like, it's a greater, like, park. It's the worst size of tech ever. <laughs> it's a it, it's a bigger park that is that is that doesn't just have that part that small parkour area. There's other things you can do parkour on in the park if you just walk around a little bit, right? There's railings, there's walls, there's there's a playground that's not too far away from it. There's there's all these things that you can do, and then you can you know it's near like another spot which you can walk to. So like like you could spend a day out in you know. You know, training out in that area, not necessarily just at the parkour uh, designated area, but mm-hmm. other places in the park. So you know, it, it opens up a lot more opportunity to to train in, not, in another location. Yeah, because so, like, mean, like you you were saying that you know it's kind of hard to get to. That's just because a lot of people don't take. Uh, well, you you for example don't take the bus very often. You live pretty central downtown. Um, most of the time, we drive there. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but you know, just geographically speaking, it isn't really that far off the path. It's it's no. it's near the the P and E, which is a fair. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a yeah. The the P and E is a you know is a destination location, so it's like it, it's definitely it's it's in that neighborhood. I yes, guess, right. So 
Um, so it's accessible to people in that neighborhood, right? Um, but I, I just think, yeah, it's some, sometimes it's a little bit hard to get to, but from other areas. But Yeah, and the, the thing for me, too, was when the city approached me about uh, putting a park there, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say, no, like, nah, I don't want to park not there. Park. Let's make it somewhere else. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yes, please, can we have a, a parkour spot there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it, at least, um, you know, at least we... It, you know, we were like, you were able to facilitate that um, uh, that happening at um, at Hastings Park, and you know, working with the government to do yeah. that. And it's it, it's a first step. And there's um, I've since had meetings uh, for the development of other parks, mm-hmm. and there, you know, there's nothing I can say yet as far mm-hmm. as like this is going to happen because it takes years. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's certain parks that may that may uh, come to be. Oh, we got a little video here. Mm-hmm. You got certain parks that uh, that may come to be uh, when you know I'm 40 years old and <laughs> only doing very minimal parkour. So I I may ne- I may never get to enjoy uh, some of the parks that uh, that come to be to, to the extent that I would like to. But, uh, yeah. So this this is a video of uh, the uh, what was actually pretty much the grand opening of the park, and so we had a little jam out there and. You can do stuff. You can do. Oh, there's the Kong. <laughs> there's <your> Kong. <laughs> Plenty of dive rolls and underbars. Oh yeah. Like there's there's guys that we can bring to this park. There's guys like like Jesse Danger, Max Henry, uh, that would find really cool challenges to do. Well, it's just your your is- average your average uh, parkour person. Uh, will have to have an open mind if they're going to go to that spot and not if, but see not if they're doing these kinds of things not like if they're it's, doing it's tricks literally yeah. it's mm-hmm. built right next to some like super soft sand that's based that doubles as a, um, a volleyball court so it really uh it really provides opportunities for people who, who like practicing flips and there's different levels that you can practice flips from um uh so it, it it's a it's a great park for that. On, on the other side of it, you know, there's and there's some really cool challenges that you can do. Once you get past the idea that it's built as a parkour park, and you just think of it as just a spot and yeah. see what you can do at the spot, then then you're in a much better place mentally. Then you're also actually doing parkour. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay. Um, I want to move on. Okay. Um, so. I guess the, the only thing, and this is this kind of funny thing about trying to keep this show going, is there's not always big news, you know, to talk about. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's not always big news to talk about. Uh, so you want you want to chat about videos a little bit? Yeah, I want to I want to talk about GTA. Okay. You want to talk about GTA video? Yeah. Okay. What about it? Um, it was awesome. I thought it was awesome, like really well done, um, and it just solidifies store as like the content producers. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just hey, I'm just. I think. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't what it was. Uh, like last week, they put up the the knife wielding guy, yeah. and then like, yeah, there and that went on. That went viral on like Unilad and a, and a couple other ones. Um, GTA um, parkour was also shared on Unilad and had you know how many thousands of views. 
And uh, I just thought it was so well done. It's cool. It's a great use of technology in the sport. The whole idea of a drone falling overhead. Um, the, it, I, I don't know how they, they did it so well because it, I mean, they must, it must be like 4K and they're just kind of like editing it to follow specifically. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think the drone actually has uh, like a follow function. I, I mean, I agree, I agree, but I'm, it's, it seems a little bit too perfect. I don't know. They, they zoom in and out, yeah. Yeah, so um, so I, I think they're, I mean, because the drone also, like, is not going to be able to, like, track, like, in precise movements like that, so. Yeah, I don't want to make myself sound like an idiot trying to talk about how they did it. Yeah, um, but. totally. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's, yeah, so cool. I mean, I also played GTA 2. Um, which, I don't know if you ever played GTA 2. Uh, like once or twice. Okay. I'm not a very big that was, game guy. That was actually my favorite GTA. Like, I've played like the newer ones, and, and they're fun because, you know, they're super realistic and stuff. But the, the GTA 2 was just overhead, and you it, it was just the one that I played the most, and it was just really entertaining. This is my favorite shot here. Yeah, yeah. When he gets out of the car, runs across the street, and does that giant front, and then he steals the, the bike coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was probably the, the shot. I'm actually trying of, to figure out who uh, that is. That's Drew. It is Drew? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, How can yeah. you tell? You see it's off his head? Yeah, he's got okay. longer hair. And he also posted it. He posted well, these but, clips. But I was saying, like, Max did the... Oh, he posted, like, the individual ones. Okay. Yeah. So I was saying, like, a couple of them had done that front flip gap, so it was kind yeah. No, but it, you could tell it by I, the, I want the long them to, hair and the, the blonde. Yeah, I'm hoping that they have some sort of like behind the scenes footage of that shot because that that just seemed really cool to me. It's basically like ditch the car, mm -hmm. um, go for a line, and then they had they would have had to have cued whoever was on the yeah, bike. The so bike. Um, I don't know if they have it, but I would I would be like it would be really cool to see the the behind the scenes for that. because yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was there was quite a bit of planning involved for that one. Yeah. And then busted. <coughs> yeah, it, it's such a such a cool concept. I, I just really liked it, and uh, I I think it's probably the best video game uh, parkour video. Well, because the other ones aren't really like video games. There, it's just like dress up as the video game character and yeah. do parkour and get it filmed by Devin Supertramp, who just does glide cam shots, <laughs> and then. It goes viral because people who like the video game like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my hate for today. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, any any other uh, any other videos we want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Do you have, do you have anything? I don't. No, I, I watch videos. I, I like what I want to. I want to. We talked about you know Store being the content creator, and I I, I do really appreciate what um, Storm's doing right now, just as like oh, a parkour yeah. team and mm. and putting stuff out there. Because before that, I think what we would get most of was, I guess like mostly free running content. Mm -hmm. You know, like Jason Paul was doing. He did his hundred blogs, which I think he did in like one year's time. Mm -hmm. So that was like two two vlogs a week. So that's, that's kind of what we're accustomed to seeing for regular content is more coming from the uh, free running or freestyle orientated crews. And 
Storm, at least the, the core team of Storm now, have more of like a parkour focus. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see regular content from them. Although Kai's like recent, like raw video, he was doing a lot of flips that he doesn't know. A couple flips. I mean, like he was doing like castaways. He did like round off double back and um, into like a. It's still mostly oh, jumps, though. Well, yeah. If we're being real, it's lashes and jumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta. He's diversifying. He's just gotta add that something, something on the end, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's. Oh, there's a behind the scenes coming out on Friday, apparently. Okay. For the uh, GTA video. Sweet. That sounds cool. So we'll talk about that next week. I'll watch it. All right. I like behind the scenes videos. That's uh -huh. like that's the coolest. Those are the coolest parkour videos to me. Is the yeah. behind the scenes videos. Well, you we were talking about uh, that, and this isn't really parkour, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But that uh, that wall ride, that, that uh, BMX wall ride. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I haven't watched it yet, but you were talking to me about the the documentary about that yesterday. And the, the main part I'm interested in seeing is like the the behind the scenes interaction of how they essentially guerrilla style set that shot up. Yeah. Uh, it's like a 30-minute documentary. 30-minute documentary, and it's not just that one jump. He does, like, a, a, a number of them. It's the second one he does in the in the film, but, um, but yeah, like, then he kind of goes and he does more more shots and more, more clips. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's filmed over a two-year process to make one video. I didn't even watch the action of it. I just, you know, I just was, like, enthralled by the whole behind-the-scenes thing. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, well, just, yeah, what was his name? Um, Derek just pulled it up. We're going to wait for this ad. <laughs> yeah. Ba Sebastian Keep is his name. Mm -hmm. I think he goes by Bass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's... Um, Anyways, lots, uh, there's a lot more money in, uh, in BMX, obviously, than there is in parkour. Yeah. So this type of stuff can get done. If you're a world-class athlete, it's not hard, it's not as hard to get. I'm gonna say not hard. It's still probably very hard, but not as hard to get a film crew to want to follow you around doing like your amazing feat that's never been done before. Yeah, I mean, and it, it must have taken a, a crew of like ten plus people because yeah. like there's people filming, there's people helping to build the uh, the ramps. There's two ramps. Jeez, that's so crazy. Yeah, he never actually rode away from from that one. Rode away from what? Rode away from it, like he, like he, he bailed on his, on the, his attempts doing it. Oh, but um, but it's but you he, don't see the bail here. You don't. I'm not sure if they'll show it here. He kind of yeah. He oh, he skids out. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. man. But it, that's pretty gnarly. Like that's yeah. like one of the like I mean it's it's revolutionary in their sport. Like nobody's done these this type of thing in BMX in like at least in a, like a street setting like that. Mm -hmm. And and I, I don't even think there's like even, yeah, there's there's no like setups like that in in like parks or anything like that because it's literally two levels that yeah. you're dropping down. So like th this is what I'm hoping uh, the new uh, Roof Culture Asia is going to be like. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping Roof Culture Asia is going to be like. Um, there's a couple other longer videos like Helm's Deeper Tour that we may never see. <laughs> That uh, I'm hoping has you know a little bit of insight into behind the jump sort of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But so <laughs> so speaking of which, um, you 
you were talking about so you, I know you don't watch Instagram stories nope um, waste of time but but it's not a waste of time because I was watching uh, Giles story and he put up some clips that had never been seen before from like storm people and I was like on, on the story right? so I was like I was like what is that from like <laughs> like, like it's, apparently they're like old but like okay. they were, they were like looked they were like they were filmed really nicely, and uh, and there was some cool stuff, and I really wanted to see more. But it's, he's like, yeah, this never saw the light of day is what the story yeah. said. So yeah, I'm still not gonna. I'm, no, I'm still not gonna watch people's right, stories. No, don't watch. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, Jazz compiles episode three. Rawr. Why are we bringing this up? Terry's <laughs> just trying to find photos of child. Okay, uh, we need to kind of wrap up this show. Can we yeah. uh, can we go to like comments real quick? There's like actually people using thread, which is cool. Or just Kai. Hymns <laughs> uh, Zebra is never coming out. No, it's true. It's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't foresee it coming out anytime soon. Oh, you just got Giles in trouble. <laughs> mm. Oops. <laughs> It was just a teaser, Kai. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, Did we actually get any questions or anything? Uh, we got some corrections from, from Kai. Okay. What did he correct us on? Um, For the record. Well, not necessarily corrections, but he was just kind of explaining. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was mansplaining. The adapt. Okay, here we go. Uh, if it's you, okay. So Parkour UK set up specific requirements for a coaching qualification based on requirements across all sports in the UK, how to handle children, etc. Um, Adapt uses those requirements and adds more things on top of it. Um, so it's actually open for more qualifications to exist as long as they follow the same parameters that are set by Parkour UK. So, so now what I want to know is if there are requirements for, you know, let's, so they say handling children in other sports that don't make sense for parkour. Yeah. You know, such as keeping children away from height or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure there's, a, which, you know, maybe you don't want in your program to begin with, but uh, the tricky thing for, for parkour coaching, I think, is, uh, is keeping, keeping people in classes. This, again, it's not necessarily, I'm saying it's tricky for us. I'm saying it's what I hear about from every other community that, owns a gym or teaches classes is keeping you know your advanced students in in the program or whatever because mm -hmm. oftentimes they just want to they've, they've learned whatever the basics of your program is and then they want to move on right so and they I want to pursue whatever they're interested yeah, in. yeah so I can see that I can see a, a potentially you know safety regulations getting in the getting, way in of the way kids yeah continuing to stay in the program of what essentially needs to be done with uh, advanced parkour athletes. But that's open for debate, too. So, I mean, I'm not trying to... So we won't have to cat crawl or run 5K to get qualifications, potentially. That's but, but see, that's all, I, I assume that's, that's only if you're... If there is another certification that's in the development, um, in this development or even exists. Um, but... Yeah, I think running 5K is totally useless for for parkour if you if you're gonna teach it. It's like, I mean, I'm not I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, have you guys done PK programs in middle school or high school? If so, in what capacity? Uh, we don't have middle school here. We don't have middle school. So we have elementary school and we have high school. Yeah. Uh, we've had uh, tons of high schools come to us. Yeah. I went into uh, the West Point Gray Academy High School. Right. And that was for, but that was only um, two days. So it was a Wednesday in November and then one in December as well. Yeah. So as far as our longer programs, we've only done them in elementary, elementary schools. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's more on our end, if anything. Yeah. It's more on our end on, on contacting the schools and but trying yeah, to get in the programs. So in, in the capacity that we did it, so it was basically, West Point Gray Academy is actually a private school. Um, but we went into the, uh, and we basically took over the PE program for just one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it wasn't every kid in school, but it was like, it was a uh, certain, like, so, cause there's different PE coaches. Like it was certain coach classes that we just kind of took over and it was just the parkour program for that day. Um, and then it was a different set of classes for the next, uh, next time we did it. It's another question here. How important do you think it is to be skinny for PK? And this is, uh, I'm assuming that they're talking about being, uh, it says top tier, right? So I'm assuming they're talking about being top tier. Uh, very important. You yes. cannot be, you cannot be uh, very big and be the best at parkour. If, if we're talking about it under that context, uh, you, you need to be very light. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about... Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm just reading comments now. <laughs> Misha's fat. Uh, no, he's not. Misha's not fat. Misha's actually super lean. Um, for, his, for his size, he's actually pretty, pretty light. Um, but I, it's, you know, Kai is actually one to call Misha fat because he eats donuts all the time. Okay, we're going to... Uh, let's... Uh, <laughs> this, is, this, this show's gone on long enough. Let's, uh, let's do one more question. We got one more here. Actual question. All right. Why not just pay to get a sign put up and deal with the repercussions? So you're talking about for putting a sign on Origins. Why not put a sign up? Well, apparently that's what a lot of other businesses on this strip that we're on have done. Is they just, they've just paid to get a sign up and, and bypass the government. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, uh, I, I just received some new information about that. So, and I've already gave given a lot of money to uh, the sign company. So uh, first of all, I'm going to find out if I can get that money back. And then uh, we'll see. But uh, hopefully this year, when everyone comes out for NAPC, we'll actually have a sign on the building. That would be that, that was the plan for last year. Oh, yeah. We got a new elevator, so that was cool. Yeah, that is nice. <laughs> It doesn't stink like <laughs> farts. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you watched this live, awesome. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to check it out live, it will be up on SoundCloud as well as as well as YouTube. Uh, we'll be back again next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's it for today. Derek, please cue outro. I have no more coffee left, Neither do I. but cheers anyways, and we'll see you guys next week.